Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris down on the beach. Ah, oh, gee whiz, I'm a little bit late arriving down here this morning. I did some, got up at five and did some uh, amazing writing and uh, a bit of reading. Uh, watched the sun come up from the balcony, nice cup of coffee, and here I am, seven o'clock. So, the sun's up, the waves are huge. Everybody seems so full of life and love. It's a beautiful day. I feel the sand under my feet. It's not cold anymore. Something I moaned and groaned about throughout the winter. Uh, numb feet. One funny thing that uh, I remember from oh, 35 years ago, I was at a, a lecture and the guy was probably my age now and he said, funny thing happened to me the other day, he started talking. A funny thing happened to me the other day, he said. I looked down, I looked at my hand, and he said, that cannot possibly be mine. That cannot be mine. And it was almost like someone had stuck a rubber glove over his hand. And he said it was just so aged and wrinkled and, and weathered and it felt nothing like him. His hand looked like someone else's hand and it had nothing to do with how he felt or how old he was or anything to do with him but his hand. And so for some 10 or 15 minutes he said he just stared at it going Whose is that? Whose, whose hand is that on the table? He moved it and he realized, my God, it's mine. He moved the thumb and the fingers and guess that hand, that weathered old, beaten up, dried old, sundra, sunburned hand, that's mine. And I remember back when I was a kid, my stepmother buying some cream of some description, white cream, and massaging her hands profusely. Like, I mean, every single night for hours and hours, like a doctor would scrub for an operation, she would rub and roll and rub, and one hand over the one, one hand over the other. And I guess someone had already told her that your hands are going to tell your age long before your face. Not much, but a while. <laughs> and I'm looking down at my hand the other day and I'm going, my goodness gracious me, there's no way on earth that belongs to me. It's wrinkly. It's the skin's all sort of I put my hand up my sleeve and I realised I was a bit shy about that fact that this hand belonged to an old person and I'm not. Then I got out of bed and I went to the bathroom and I was in the buff and I looked in the mirror and I went, what do I see? 
And the interesting thing is you don't see you. You see a comparative between where you think you should be physically and where you are. You don't look and see love. You don't look and see what's inside your body. You look and compare that body to what you expected it to be or what you want it to be or what it could be or what it should be or what it was or what it will be. And we get into exactly the same process with the hand, with our body. Ooh, that body's overweight. Ooh, that body's got older. Ooh, I could strengthen that core a little bit. Ooh, where's my six pack? Ooh, I've got hairs on my balls. Oops, sorry, chest. <laughs> and you start comparing yourself to something. And you realize after a while that that's what you've been doing all your life, comparing yourself to something. And that means <clears throat> the habit of comparing yourself to something has become probably more endemic, probably more stitched into your day than you could ever imagine. You compare yourself to being a good person. And you got that lesson from a book, yoga book, the 10, uh, what is it? What do they call them? In the yoga tradition, the 10 yamas and niyamas, that's it. Yamas and niyamas. They are, it goes in yoga, yama, niyama, asana, pranayama, up your asa, oh no, pranayama, dhyana, which is service, all seven levels. Haha, <laughs> got to love to. And the Ten Commandments, the same, the seven levels. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not. And so we spend a massive proportion of our life being, trying to be something, be somebody, be likable. But we're not measuring it from the place of unconditionality, from self-respect. We're measuring it from what will people think. If I tell someone that their behavior uh, is different to what I expected, I'm basically asking them to conform with my expectation of them. I'm actually telling them that what I think they should or shouldn't be like is more important than what they are. So my mission is to imprison them. If I've got a young teenager filled with spirit, selfishness, no regard for the consequences, no thought about the long term, short term, they're just being, being true. 
being a real kid, real youth, I will start educating them on how to comply. The world won't like you if you do that. In fact, I won't like you if you do that. We start placing them in the same prison. And if we've had a great fun, wild, raucous childhood ourselves, lots of sex when we're 12 or 13 or 14 with boyfriends and girlfriends or whatever it was, we want them not to have that because we think it was bad because suddenly we got to the point where we judged ourselves compared to some arbitrary standard of what would people think if they knew it. Shame. It's quite fascinating, isn't it? That shame, guilt, fear of rejection, all these things which are really good for commercialism, like when you go to work, you've got to comply, otherwise you're not going to get paid. That's the game. Swallow yourself, put on a mask, be who we want you to be, deliver what we want, shut the fuck up, and go home and we'll give you some money for it. And when we get a misconstrued or misguided sense of self, we start to developing a self based on what our boss thinks or what we get paid, which is just again conformity to a commercialized version of ourselves, which needs to conform. But that's not the self, is it? That's not the whimsical you that likes and dislikes peanut butter or just feels things. As, uh, as Ramdas used to say, he said, I mean, he was professor of psychiatry, psychology at Berkeley and then Harvard. And he said, I've been working for 45 years on human development, taken drugs, done all sorts of experiments with psychoanalysis. And he said, now, every Sunday, I just take my phobias and my psycho claustrophobic self out for a cup of coffee and we sit and talk for a while. The implication of it is all he achieved was befriending those elements of himself that people don't like, but he became able to like them. So he found self, true nature. When anybody asked him to do a speech, they said, how will I introduce you? And he would say every time, well, who do you want me to be? And he would make the joke that if he wanted him to be a tough, radical, hard-ass, confronting speaker, he could be that. And if he wanted him to be the spiritual guy, he could be that. So his ability to morph across the spectrum of human condition was a revelation of his maturity, his consciousness. And the more you realize you can morph across the spectrum 
of your human condition. The more you do discards, the more you realize you aren't any of those things. You can't be. If you can morph in and out of them, you can't be them. So the question then becomes, who in the fucking hell am I? Who am I? If I didn't have to behave the way my partner says, if I didn't have to discipline my kids to shut them down for fear of them being having as much fun as I did when they were that age, if I didn't have to think about what my parents would think if I shagged a goat, if I didn't have to think about what my boss thought when I presented a report or didn't, if I didn't have to think about that, who am I? And that's a really important thing because the more mature, the more conscious you become, and the more you realize you can morph in and out of characters, the more you realize you aren't any of them. And this is the concept of the hand. The hand is real. You aren't your hand. It doesn't matter what people think. It, it, in fact, the hand is only a problem because you look down and you go, what will people think when they see this old hand? But that's not you. That's just a hand that you have. And one day you'll let go of that hand. It'll, they'll burn it and bury it and bash it and put it in the ground. That's not you. It can't be you. Because you can have a hand transplant if you really want, or like my stepmom, uh, between her alcoholic binges, you can actually rub special creams under your hand which had uh, things, jellies in them that, like preparation age for your, for your piles, made the skin expand and you look, your hand look young. By the way, if ever you're doing a speech and you're worried about the wrinkles and you're on TV, Preparation H is the perfect thing for the corners of your eyes to get rid of the, the squint lines. Funny. It's, I think it's really important to go for a walk in nature and remind yourself that you, you are not all these things. You're not your body, you're not your money, you're not your, your spouse's uh, partner. You're not these things. You're you, you're separate. And yet, you can't be something. It's more like you're everything. There's a great quote on my uh, blog today, the one I wrote this morning uh, on innerwealth.com. It says, I'd rather have the whole world against me than my own soul. And I gotta say, as the years have ticked on, and I've gone through relationships and I've gone through jobs and I've gone through clients and I've gone through things and I've attached myself to things and I've done things and built things. The more I find that the truth, I'd rather have the whole world against me than my own soul. What people think can't matter, good or bad. If it matters good, if their approval matters, it matters bad. We just have to know that in a commercial environment at work, Getting your boss's approval is part of the process of earning money. And that's what you do. You sell your soul. And being in a relationship that lasts more than 10 minutes, it's about selling your soul. And then the question will be, uh, why would you do that? And the answer is typically because you've got kids. There's no other reason to stay in a relationship other than unconditional love for yourself and for the other person to help them on their journey, to help you on yours. But conformity, compliance to their expectation, you only do that deliberately because you've got kids. 
otherwise you think you are you think you you start to become who you think they who, who they think you are and that's a problem because who they think you are is going to chop and change depending on the moon or the sun or the finances or their happiness or their success or their failures Okay, well, it's time for a swim. Uh, the water is minus 200 degrees C at the moment. So it's going to be a short one without a wetsuit. That's my morning dip. And uh, we'll be back here tomorrow having another chat. I hope this has been engaging um, and uh, adds value to your day uh, as you start to think about who am I really? Who am I when I take off all my clothes and I'm totally naked? And I stand in front of a mirror, is that me? Is that person, the thing that, with a body, is that, is that body me? Uh, and the answer I hope from this conversation today is absolutely not. It's the thing that I uh, have rented to walk around and get what I want. Get attraction or get repelled or get to work or not get to work or make a baby or not make a baby or whatever it is. And when I go to work, who am I? Well, I'm whoever anyone wants me to be. Uh, I'll just do what they say and smile. I think going for a walk in nature every day reminds you of who you really are. Because you see an ant and you go, I've got a friendship with that ant. I'd rather have the whole world against me than my own soul. It's a beautiful awareness. And this is where you go to when you do a vision quest. Because just for one or two weeks a year, you strip down. You can be completely in the buff with yourself and say, if I didn't have all these obligations to meet expectations of all the people that I'm responsible to for, with, work, money, house, car, bus, if I didn't have all that, what would I say to myself? What would I, what would I want to do? Just be honest, just for a couple of weeks every year. It's really cool. Have a great day. Bye for now.